Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork. Heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Fish at Six. I'm so fired up about this Friday night program. So fired up about this Friday night program. TGIF, thank God it's Fish. And I'm coming in a minute early. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. Stephen is right. Let's get this party started. I am loaded for bear. I promised you this morning that we would do a top 10 takes that might actually have 40 takes in it. Uh, that's how loaded I am with information today. Uh, having spent the day preparing for tonight's fine program. Um, a lot of it fueled by you and your fantastic, ridiculous, I mean, fantastic remarks about Cowboys versus, and yes, I can say it, and I'll tell you why I can say it over the course of the next, I don't know how many minutes. Redskins. What? Oh, my. Tonight on the program. The Cowboy-Redskins comparison. rooting for Washington in Dallas. Dak and Bud Light. Oh boy. Um, If you thought we got in a big yelling match with each other last night, wait to hear tonight on item three. Dad's versus Micah. And if somebody would just listen to me. Ask more. It's Commander's Fish. Hang on, Ash. Hey, Ash Moore, hang on to your Ash. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Watch. Watch me. Andrew, I wish I could try some of Troy's 8 beer. Come on over. I got it. Uh, We usually have it at the Maverick Bar, 1616 Hebron, 16 minutes from anywhere in the Metroplex. (laughs) A.D. Clark, they're not going back to that name again. You're getting ahead of yourselves. Sit back down on your ash and hold on a second. Item five. Let's just replace Zach Martin. Oh, I've never thought of that. Stephen A. Smith. Big talk about Shannon Sharp. Bigger talk about Michael Irvin. And in regards to Michael Irvin and what's up with him, you, dear Cowboy fan, have come to the right place. Prince. No, not the dead pop singer from Minneapolis. The other Prince. Dissing Diggs. Uh, I'm going to give my final word on this, and I'm going to be so glad to not talk about it anymore. And then the big one. Josh Harris is the new owner in Washington, And he agrees with some of you. And then maybe a little bonus. Bees, Dion, somebody owes Dak an apology and let's go. TGIF, thank God it's fish. I am loaded for bear, straight dope, no bullshit. The Uncle Fish store is below. Hit the link, Broken Halo. I haven't uh, talked to Broken Halo today. I think we've sold a million t-shirts. Now, 100,000, no, 10,000, I don't know. But the Texas Coast Offense t-shirt is 
sizzling hot. Let's also, Joe Jenkins is right. Let's see if we can do this tonight with no slappies. Usually I allow three. Let's try zero tonight. Steven, I got my uh, Broken Halo t-shirt last night from the Uncle Fish store. Texas Coast Offense, and I love it. Uh, there's going to be about 13,000 people who watch this show. So um, over the course of this time, would you please hit the like button and show them what we got and beat the algorithms? And by the way, if you watch the show and you haven't subscribed yet, tonight would be the night. Jimmy S. Fish, I made three straight Fish Live shows. Boom! I'm going to do some stuff over the weekend, too. So hang tight. And then we're in Oxnard this weekend as well. Here we go. Top 10 takes. And as we know, as you know, uh, while you hit the like button tonight, please do that. Uh, I don't do hot takes. They're just regular old insightful, fact-based opinion takes. It's real simple. Watch me. Item one. So the other night I brought up how vast the difference is between uh, the shameful Danny Snyder and his regime in the last quarter of a century or so. And, well, really, I, I don't think I was really super cowboy specific. It's just, it's just, it's just the worst. As our friend Nikki from the Washington Post points out, and she threw some numbers out there. Uh, by the way, and I'm not talking about Nikki here because she she's done good work on this all along. But the national media people who are who who just yesterday decided that they would be Daniel Snyder. <clears throat> when they haven't been anti-Snyder for 25 years, but boy, they are now. Get them. We know what Dan did with his investment. Bought him for $800 million, sold it for $6 billion. Um, that is an increase of 700%. 700%. Owned him for almost a quarter century. They are, in terms of one loss record, I'm going to round this up. They are about 55 games under 500 in the last 25 years. Now, we can do the Cowboy thing. I think we have to be fair to the Cowboys. It, it always amuses me when we cut it off, when we have a cutoff date. Well, since 1996, the Cowboys have, yeah, yeah. But what, you don't count 1995? Why don't we get to count that? That's not fair. The Cowboys, during this same span, I'm using round numbers here, are 25 games over 500. That's enough. I've won the argument. Redskins haven't won a Super Bowl in a quarter of a century, either of the Cowboys. How about... How about when they play head-to-head? -head? The Cowboys win. How about across the league? The Cowboys win. It's not even close. Want more? Nikki says that Washington, in a quarter of a century, in terms of acquiring winning players, pro bowlers, 
Again, I, I appreciate that you guys are getting it. First of all, Dak for president. Football didn't just start in 1996. Right. Jimmy Sorrentino. A lot of teams haven't won in the last 25 years. Right. But tonight is a smart night. Edward Norton. Fish just dropped the mic. I know, but we're just getting started. These two franchises win at about the same rate, except one of them is 50 games below 500. The other one's 25 games above 500. But otherwise, uh, pretty, pretty much the same. What are you talking about? How about how about great players? Acquiring them, developing them. Since and, and we can do this. If you want to do 2000 to Bennett, because that helps Dan Snyder, you could do that. That means, of course, we're leaving out the, the Cowboy All Pros from 1992 to 1999, but okay. I counted, she, I'm sorry, Nikki counted two Washington players who'd been all pro in 25 years. I got to 27 Cowboys and then I quit. Where's my mic so I can drop it again? In terms of wins, they're not even close to the same, Washington, Dallas. In terms of develop, drafting, developing, acquiring great players, it's 27 to two. Are we done here? Classroom, bar room. But but that was, last night was bar room. We all screamed at each other. Today it's classroom. Learn something. <laughs> Item two. And I see a couple of you guys already going down this road. This, this is obviously a, a healthy sale for, for the NFL. Do you play fantasy football? There's two sides to this. On the one hand, you know, I'm in a 12-team league. And then I'm thinking of getting in with Nate into another league because we think that there's not that many very good guys, you know, invested guys. So we think we can go win that league. We'll probably be proven wrong. The league that I'm in, been in for 20 years, it's highly competitive. It's insane. We all all think about quitting at the end of the year because we all hate each other every year for the last 20 years. So on the one hand, I, I like having some, some patsies in the league, easy money. On the other hand, for the health, if I'm going to really be in this league for 20 years, like I have been, I want, I want good owners, I want good committed owners. So Christopher Bryant, I'm glad Snyder's gone. And, and the reason why I think you think that is it's good for the league. It's healthy that there not be a Dan Snyder owning it. By the way, we could do the controversial thing too. What about the controversies? Hasn't, haven't the Cowboys been in them? Yes, they have. Cowboys have not been above controversy in the Jerry Jones era or before that. that very true. But the Washington Post points out, okay, fine. Other teams have been in controversies. Have other teams been investigated by the federal government four times? <laughs> they have not. The attorney general has investigated Dan Snyder's commanders three times. 
the NFL has investigated Dan Snyder's behavior twice. The United States government has conducted four investigations into Washington Commander's Dan Snyder dealings. They have more federal investigations against them, more federal, local, and league investigations uh, than they have times they've made the playoffs. They've also had, they're getting ready to have a fourth team name in six years. You want stability? You don't, I'm not telling you to love the Joneses. You don't have to love the Joneses. But they ain't going anywhere. And they haven't gone in and changed Cowboys to Razorbacks. And they haven't taken the team and moved to Las Vegas. And they don't have the federal government up their ash. Dan Snyder out is healthy for the league. Bud Light, let's not get mad at each other on this one. Yeah, what is that? Richard Leopold, you're right. What is that heart? Why is there a permanent heart? If you want to put a heart, which I guess you can, uh, that's great. But why is there a perma heart? I don't know. Des Bryant just got named uh, like an international ambassador for the American, is the, is the American Cancer Association? I think so. He, he takes all these incredibly right steps. Sometimes in the games, but almost all the time out in public. His latest step is, along with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, he's been recruited, that is paid, to endorse Bud Light. And there's a commercial. You can go see it at CowboysSI.com. And it's cute, whatever. Doesn't actually show him drinking one. Uh, there is a still shot of him sitting with one. <laughs> so, so does, that, does that count? I, I assume maybe there'll be an, a, another commercial later where he actually puts it in his hand because I, I would have to think they're paying him a fortune. There, there's, there's Dak with a Bud Light hat sitting next to a Bud Light that he's not touching, looking like he's got some trepidation. Why do you, who cares? About the other thing. I've never understood it. And, and, and this has nothing to do with my political leanings. I guess it does have to do with my social leanings. I don't care what you do with your little Johnson. As long as you don't do it on me. Bud Light was trying to embrace, cater to, kiss the ass of a certain segment of the population. And another segment of the population revolted. Why? I don't care. I've had this comment with many of my friends on, uh, and it's kind of a socio-political thing. If you really make the rule that I refuse to support that company and its product because something that goes on with that company offends me, you can't use any products. 
नॉन द गाय हु ओन्स द कंपनी वेर आई बाय माई मिल्क फ्रॉम इज ए सेक्स अफेंडर The guy that owns a company where I bought a car from cheats on his taxes. I went across the street to buy a car from the other guy. He cheats on his wife. I just drink the beer I like and buy the car I like and drink the milk I like. And I leave politics out of it. It's funny. I don't hear anybody bashing Travis Kelsey. For being in the Bud Light commercial. It's just your guy. Hmm. That's a beard scratcher. Item. Dez versus Micah. Kind of. So Dez promotes this Twitter graphic that shows that the average running back makes one million in the NFL and the average uh, kicker makes two million. Somebody explain this to me, says Dez. I really did feel like calling him and say, Do you really want me to explain it? I'll be happy to explain it. First of all, there is the issue of the average of. How many kickers are there on a team? One. Most of them make one million. Most of them. There's a handful of them that make four million. But there's only 32 of them. So the average inches up above a million dollars. Whether you think kickers are important as running backs is not the point here yet. Meanwhile, running backs, you can have a $15 million running back on your team. Some do, Cowboys did. And then the five guys behind him all make a million. So you average them out. And all of a sudden, running backs don't make very much on average. So that's part of it. The other part of it, as we've discussed before, Des, it's supply and demand. I joked with Brian Maranthus the other day, I'll tell you who should be higher paid. Me. Why, why, why am I not higher paid? You know what the answer is? Because I'm not. Because it's supply and demand. I should have 500,000 subscribers. I, I, I really should, but I don't. So I don't. You don't see me protesting to YouTube. You don't see me going on Twitter and whining. You don't see me texting my other YouTube friends saying, we need to get together and there's a conspiracy against us. There's no conspiracy against us. It's supply and demand. It's as old as why do plumbers make more than teachers? They're not more important. Well, first of all, if your toilet's plugged up, they are more important than teachers, but they're not more important than teachers. Plumbers aren't more important than teachers, but they get paid more. Why? Supply and demand, because they do, because that's what we've decided we value. We've decided in the NFL that we don't value running backs, just like we've decided in American society, we really don't value teachers. That's the answer. It's, uh, it's ninth grade economics, guys. And Micah's trying to kind of point that out while also saying, we ought to quit franchise tagging people based on their position. 
which is what I've said. Way to go, Micah. Just put people in bunches. You, you, you don't like the running back salary? You don't like the tight end salary? Put it all in a bundle with the wide receivers. Skill position. Uh, a few of you have said, scrap the salary cap. Scrap the cap. The owners will, owners will never do it. The NFLPA would have to go on strike to do that, and the NFLPA will never go on strike. So there's the end of that. Great idea. Dana Dean, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to be Uncle Fish Premium? Circle in the star, ask the fellas to show you how. Look at the entertainment industry. Really? Polly Shore made $10 million for that movie? Why? Because somebody gave him $10 million. That's why. That's it. Kurt S., I don't care how much or little money people make, except, yes, Kurt, except when you're interested in the salary cap. Then it's a puzzle. If you're, and you don't have to be interested in the puzzle of assembling an NFL team, but I am. Great. It's not rocket science, folks. The number of receivers versus the number of kickers, or in this case, running backs. Right. You, you're each, every team right now on, on a 90 man, 90 man roster has whatever, seven running backs, whatever the number is. And four of them make $700,000. Teams have one kicker. And he makes $3 million. That's why there's a perceived inequity between kickers and running backs. That's it. If you really want to make the comparison, Dez or anybody else, you got to do wide receivers to running backs because there's the same number of wide receivers. Relatively the same number of wide receivers on a team as there are running backs. Next. I touched on this this morning. We'll do more on this over the weekend. The Cowboys don't need to panic about Zach Martin. They just need to negotiate. And all these stories about, well, maybe they should uh, sign Trey Turner. As Zach Martin's replacement? What, because you're threatening him? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Zach Martin's belly laugh? if he read that the Cowboys have signed Andrew Norwell or Dalton Risner or Trey Turner, because they don't need that Zach Martin anymore. By the way, speaking of his belly laugh, this goes back a couple years. He, oh, it was when he was, he did his dance in the celebratory huddle. And I was like on live radio and I'm up to him and I said, now where does a guy, uh, uh, pretty good dance move, Zach. I, I think I said something like, where's a guy who's six, for, I think I might have said 235 or 335. I don't know why I said, and he, on live radio, he almost said, Fisher, he pretty much said, Fish, you're a dumbass. You think I weigh 325? <laughs> I was just guessing. It was my fault. <laughs> I Stephen A. Smith has gone public now. I want Shannon Sharp on my first take on my ESPN. Good idea. Uh, Shannon Sharp has acknowledged his interest, I believe, in ESPN. Makes good sense. I don't think putting Shannon Sharp, I don't think Shannon Sharp for three hours every day is a very good idea, frankly. But Shannon Sharp for an hour every Monday with with Stephen A. Smith, that can be fun. No, Joey, on 
on a 90-man roster, there aren't just three running backs. Thanks for your question. As I said, right now, there's a whole bunch of running backs on a whole bunch of rosters who make $700,000, including the Cowboys. Thanks for the question. So that's the easy one. And I can imagine that Shannon Sharp's going, I want to come on Monday. I want to go head to head with he who shall not be named. And I just want to bury him. And and they would. And they'd especially bury him if they do the other thing. Now, I'm not going to be gentle here. As I've said, um, I don't think Chan, I don't think uh, Stephen A. Smith. I mean, it's lowbrow humor to me, but it's humor. He's a comedian, makes twelve million dollars, and, and that's and good for him. He goes public today saying, "I also want Michael Irvin back on first take." Okay. Well, now we're talking. Very good, Stephen A. Smith. So why haven't you gotten that done? What are you waiting for? Irvin got basically suspended February, March, April, May, June. Stephen, it's been six months. And Irvin said he was innocent six months ago. What am I? You guys tell me. I'm not trying to be hypercritical of Stephen A. Smith, except here in a minute I will be. I demand. And you know how you know you know how dramatic he died. You know. Uh, I demand there be an obfuscation of the brutification of, of the United Nation. You know, that crap. I think we're about to find out just how powerful Stephen A. Smith is in the corridors of Bristol. We know how powerful I am in the corridors of Frisco. He's now going very public with a desire or demand to have the Cowboys icon and the Hall of Famer Michael Irvin back in front of the camera. I want Michael Irvin back on first take, he said on his podcast. I don't think he said it on TV. I think he said it on his podcast. Maybe he doesn't have that much power in Bristol. Maybe he should have said it on TV. And if I missed it, I apologize. Of course, it all got derailed, Irvin on TV. ESPN and NFL Network, thanks to the alleged incident from Super Bowl week earlier this year, a female employee at a Phoenix hotel claims that Irvin was guilty of sexual harassment. He insists he's innocent, $100 million lawsuit, and I've seen the paperwork. He is accusing his accusers, including Jane Doe, of having, quote, an evil mind. But NFL Network, which is the NFL, and ESPN, which is Stephen A. Smith, pulled him off the air that week, and he has yet to return. The Shannon Sharp one's easy, Stephen. The urban one, Stephen A. Smith says on his podcast, not on TV, unless he has. We still haven't seen any evidence incriminating Michael Urban. If we don't see that, this man should be on the airwaves. Okay. 
I've seen the video surveillance, so have you. We don't all agree, but we certainly don't see. The initial thing was a, a, a sexually related charge. And the video just just the video just shows two people talking. It does not see um, it, it does not show anything that should violate the concept of quote innocent until proven guilty. Doesn't take an urban supporter, and of course you know my relationship with him to see the logic of ESPN bringing back the playmaker for a once a week gig, and they should have done it six months ago. Here's the thing about the once a week gig, by the way. If he is somehow proven guilty, and since he's suing them, I don't think he's going to be proven guilty. He's suing them. The worst that I think could happen to him is he'll lose his lawsuit. But let's say he does. Let's say he loses his lawsuit in shame, and he's on ESPN once a week. Pretty easy to unplug once a week. Like if Stephen A. Smith was involved in a case like this, God forbid. The, the whole network rests on his, the whole day parts network rests on his shoulders. So if he was involved in this, it'd be harder to give him back his show because it might all crumble. But Playmaker, put him on once a week. If, it's all, if it all screws up, you just take him off once a week. So Stephen A. Smith, if you're listening, with your majestic $12 million annual salary, which you should be very, very proud of. And considering the fact that you are the network's singular daily star, if you really want to make this happen, why don't you quit flapping your gums and start flexing your muscles? Hmm, that is a beard scratcher. I don't. I believe this is item eight. Uh, the prints in the store are turning out to be very popular. I guess I should have thought of this a long time ago. Speaking of Michael Irvin, got the Michael Irvin painting that I did in the prints. I got the 88 club that I did uh, prints. I've got the triplets and the prints, and I think we're working on getting the Roger Staubach in there. Go get you some. <clears throat> item nine. I, I'm so exhausted by the Bleacher Report, CBS Sports, aggregate. You know, uh, he's a top 10. He's not a top 10. It, it, it's uh, it's tiresome. Garrett, Fish, you're a renaissance man. Indeed. Chris, Fish speaks the truth. Indeed. Jose Hernandez, why can't there be a set salary per position and per experience? You mean like the franchise tag? If you're ranking NFL cornerbacks and Trayvon Diggs is not in your top 10, Listen, uh, Quandre Diggs of the Seahawks said this the other day. He's not in the top 10 safeties. ESPN took a survey. I don't know. 
And he said this smartly. He goes, I'm not hating on anybody who made it. I'm just, I just, I think it's disrespectful that I didn't make it. Okay. Quandre Diggs for six straight years has gotten three interceptions or more as a safety. And for three straight years has made the Pro Bowl. How can, how can he not, how, what? But yes, to put him in, you'd have to take somebody out. So I'm not going to go through all these top 10 lists. CBS top 10, Bleacher Report top 10, ESPN top 10 cornerbacks. I'm not going to go through and take people out. Paul Gale, Uncle Fish Premium. Is there a Flash Friday on the whole store in the Uncle Fish store? I think there's a certain special on uh, Royal Blue somethings. Crystal Blue Persuasion is what it might be. If Trayvon Diggs, what do you want? What, what's he got to do? What's he got to do? David Baker, Uncle Fish Premium. A good question. Why is Dez inserting himself into someone else's business? Ah, it's an interesting question. He's a fan. So he, he inter- inserts himself the way a fan does, but he's got a weighty voice. He is also so passionate about his beloved Cowboys. And I do. I think it's adorable. I really do. Mitrius Adams just wants me to do one of my most famous imitations. Uh, uh, Mr. Mack. Done. Joey Stewart. Could they legally set up one set of financial rules for running backs and not other positions? Yes. The NFLPA simply needs to negotiate it. And it'd be done. Unfortunately, the running backs are so busy texting each other and bitching on Twitter, apparently nobody's thought to call the union head. Hey, don't call Derek Henry. He's not in charge of anything. Saquon, this is Derek. Uh, you want to do a conference call? Yeah, let's get Josh Jacobs on here. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great. McCaffrey, are you here? Yeah, here. Tony Pollard, do you want in? No, uh, Tony Pollard didn't make it. I'm fine. I made $10 million. I'm fine. You guys go with your thing. Hey, what are we going to do, guys? Let's get a text chain going. Okay, Derek. Get him! Until you put the president of your union on the text chain, you're twiddling your dicks. Dopes. And finally, this is going to take me a minute. Item 10. So sit back like I do, and relax. Look how relaxed I am in your, in your silver and blue cowboy chair and just sit back and relax and let this soak in for a minute because it's really fun unless you allow it to be insulting, which uh, Cowboy Nation, I know you won't. So the new owner of the Washington team meets the media and shakes hands and kisses babies and they're doing a parade and pep rally. Now we've got probably the most controversial ownership tenure in NFL history over with the ouster slash sale involving the asinine Dan Snyder. That's what uh, Jay Gruden, his former head coach called it, asinine. (laughs) Now, Here comes a new era, new owner, Josh Harris. Wastes no time, though, in dipping his toe into controversy. 
his own level of controversy. Different. No scandal. But controversy, nevertheless. Quote from Mr. Harris. It's hard to imagine, he says, but I've seen the numbers. The commanders were once the number one franchise in the NFL. Hold on to your butts. It's hard to imagine, but I've seen the numbers. The commanders were once the number one franchise in the NFL back when they were the Redskins. Not the Cowboys. The Redskins were the number one. What? Actually, journalistically speaking, who, what, when, where, why, the five W's, and how? What are you talking about? I got a special guest at the front door. Now I got two of them. They're all coming over here to support my show. Why aren't you guys at home watching your show, watching the show? Mr. Harris, with all due respect, sir. Mr. Harris, you are on trial. I am the defense attorney for the Dallas Cowboys. And I I put you on the witness stand. Because there's a lot of unpack with what you just said, sir. It is true. From 1982 to 1991, Washington did not stink. In fact, Joe Gibbs, they won three Super Bowls. Right, Joe Gibbs. So when he says there was a time when the Redskins, and that's what he said, and I think it's really important, and I'll tell you why in a minute. There was a time when the Redskins were the number one team. I mean, unless he's talking about like 1947, I don't, I don't know. I was barely alive. It's true. 1982 to 1991, Washington won three Super Bowls. But sandwiched on either side of that admitted success was Dallas winning Super Bowls from 71 to 95. Not three of them, sir. Five of them. Now, Mr. Harris, when you came up to the fish witness stand, the fishness stand, you put your hand on a Bible. And you swore to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You're trying to challenge the America's team. And I don't think he used those words, but that's what he's doing. You're trying to challenge the America's team concept by pandering to the poor, pitiful Washington football audience that knows damn well that Washington was never the number one team in in football, in the hearts, minds, and souls of America. They were the number one team in football three times when they won the Super Bowl. That's it. And you know it, sir. I'm telling you guys. And this goes full circle to what we've talked about for two days now. That franchise ain't your franchise. They have many of the same resources. Salary cap's the same. Their fan base is passionate. Hey, listen, when they're good, their fan base is passionate. 
but nobody else gets to be America's team. That's it. Ever. Not the Packers, not the Patriots. Patriots, listen, had the Patriots won at a level that the Cowboys won at the same time and had NFL films thought to call the Patriots America's team, that would have actually been quite fitting. It seems so natural now, but really there, there's no particular reason that the Cowboys should get that, except for the fact that in terms of their publicity, marketing, and attention, they were. The Patriots does make, Patriots do make more sense to be America's team. In fact, since Washington is the nation's capital, that would make sense if it was so. The juggernaut, text created America's team. NFL Films created the, the nail, the, the name. Stephen White, Tex made it so. NFL Films made it so. Tex approved it. Jerry has perfected it. The marketing of it. An offensive line can't come along in the NFL now and say, guess what our nickname is? We're really good. Guess what our nickname is? What? The Hogs. No, no, you can't be the Hogs. Washington's the Hogs. And if Washington ever has another great offensive line, they should call themselves that again. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we are. We got a good, we got a really good defense here in Dallas. We're to call ourselves the Steel Curtain. No, you can't, you can't call yourself the Steel Curtain. That's the official, for all intents and purposes, nickname of another team. Hey, you know what? We're the Cleveland Browns. Our accent color is orange. We're to call ourselves Orange Crush. No. No, that would be the Broncos. I think Mr. Harris gets this. He doesn't seem, you don't get to be a billionaire by being that dumb. More interesting than his winking assertion that kind of just maybe Washington is really America's team. He says Redskins. Now, I haven't said the word Redskins in four years. It's been sort of a dirty word in the NFL, and I say understandably so. But he says it in support of what that franchise was and will be again, Redskins. I think he's a smart man. Did he do this on purpose? Because there's going to be another name change in Washington? And he wants to echo back to, to the good old days, which weren't as good as the Cowboys' good old days, but they were better than they are now. That'd be a fourth name change in the span of whatever, six years. Magic Johnson talked about all options are on the table. So they're, they're, they're thinking about it. And they're probably even thinking about Redskins. Almost as much as big wins and star players. And again, as I said at the top of the show, in the last 30 years, Washington does not even have anything close to the same level of big wins and star players as your Cowboys do is franchise stability. The Washington whatevers change their name and their identity and they're this and they're that this, with the same frequency that half of you guys change your underwear. That is the antithesis of stable. So, Mr. Harris, with all due respect, you're going to have to be here for more than one day before you start telling me how stable things are in Washington. 
I don't think Snyder was really trying compared to what the Harris group will do. I really don't. Trying to trying to be good. I don't. But another name change isn't going to cause the Redskins to again be America's team. And Harris, in his heart of hearts, knows that because he also in his comments said this. The opportunity, comparing basically Cowboys, Redskins, the opportunity, and he put his hand up here, the opportunity is up here, meaning he knows the Redskins are down here. The opportunity is up there to be America's team, where the Cowboys are. And the work is up here. That's the truth. About what America's team and the Cowboys today for 25 years and for 60 plus years have been compared to what that franchise has been. One of the things that makes the Cowboys special is you. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin what you've helped build by making the mistake of thinking you're the Redskins. Deal? Deal. Fish out.